This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Here's what's cooking on a the new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. We are talking the NFL. That's right. It's right around the corner. So we're starting our NFL previews today with the AFC and the NFC East divisions. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to a new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Yeti Coolers and Skull Candy. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I am joined as I am usually by my father, Dale Stover. Dad, football season's upon us. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Excited about that, boys. Start thinking about football season and fantasy football and all that. We kind of got warmed up there. We're going through the colleges, but this is fun. Now we're getting to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, did you watch any of the Hall of Fame game? Um, I, I didn't. Or very, very, <laughs> very, very little of it. So Something about the third string of Pittsburgh and Dallas didn't get you too excited, huh? No, no, it didn't. Like I said, the preseason game, preseason has really changed. Um you know, as far as I think people watching it, I think when you're when your team plays, then you'll watch it and be very interested because you'll get to see how these younger guys are doing. But as far as watching other teams, um, you know, I, it's really kind of lost its luster. It's interesting to see how this three preseason game seemed like it makes more sense. You might could almost go down to two, um, but we'll, we'll see how this goes. So. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game always sneaks up on me. I, I'm just never ready for it. I'm always excited, like, oh, Hall of Fame game, but it's usually like the day of someone says something about it. And I'm like, it's on the night. <laughs> and that's kind of how it happened again this year. Um, Pittsburgh and Dallas don't get me too excited. So I didn't watch much of it either. Uh, but it's exciting that it's back. That means that we're closer to it, uh, to real football, to, to football that matters. And so that's, of course, exciting as well. Um, Hall of Fame uh, inductions, of course, uh, Charles Woodson, a guy that we've cheered for for several years, made it into the Hall of Fame this year. Um, did you watch any of the speeches? Go back and watch anything that happened there? I did. I watched some of them while they were happening. I haven't went back and I've read a lot of reports about Woodson and I want to go back. I've kept it. I want to go back and listen to the whole thing, but I've watched, I've read um, all the highlights about it. And of course, I've heard a lot of things from him and even coming up to it. But uh, yeah, these are real good guys that went into the Hall of Fame uh, this year and even to an extent last year, but this year especially. And, um, you know, a, a lot of people that really will always stand out in the NFL with Peyton Manning and, and Lynch was a great player and there was a lot of them. So where does Peyton Manning fall of all time quarterbacks for you? Or all-time football players, for that matter. I don't care. Um, as far as quarterbacks, I mean, I would have to sit down and, and really think that through. I think he's in the top five 
Um, and I think the top five are all real close. Um, I used to always say the best quarterback was Joe Montana, and I might still say that. But, um, you know, boy, a lot of good quarterbacks coming up. And I think down the line it's going to be easier to look at a group and say these were the great quarterbacks rather than picking out one. That's going to be hard to do with these new quarterbacks coming up. Yeah, the stats are going to be higher, of course, for the newer quarterbacks. I mean, I think Brady has to be up there. Uh, you can't yep. ignore what he's been able to do, the amount of Super Bowls he's been to, the amount that he's won. Um, you know, the, the, you just can't question it on there. Manning, you know, you might be able to argue that he was the the better quarterback, but he definitely didn't have the better career uh, than, than, and that's come up as well here recently. What about Brett Favre? Where does he fall into that line? Um, I mean, again, I'd be a little prejudiced, but he was really good. He was a guy who, if you want to win the ball game, then you want Brett Favre because he could do that. Now, he didn't win every game, didn't win every championship, but, I mean, you know, one throw, he could throw it any time, you know, and throw it in there. And, you know, he, he led with a great personality. I don't know that he's in the top five, but he's definitely in the top ten. He's in that group of elite quarterbacks, um, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, in my lifetime, I think he's probably top four currently. Um, that could change as Rogers' career continues because he's been phenomenal. And then you've got the Mahomes and things like that. But I've got Brady. Um, I came in towards the tail end of Montana. Um, uh, Manning, I'd still put above Brett Favre as well. But I've got Favre right there in that that grouping. I think he's going to get underappreciated because of the failure to get to the Super Bowls and win Super Bowls more than what he was able to do. But nonetheless, that's just a side note. Thought it was interesting to ask the question up. Today we're looking at the uh, East Divisions, NFC and the AFC East Divisions. A lot to talk about with these teams. I want to remind people that uh, there are links available for you to go visit Yeti Coolers. They have luggage. They have, of course, coolers. They have drinkware, all kinds of other things available for you. And uh, perfect as the uh, holiday season's not quite done yet. The summer holiday season's not done yet. Another one coming here uh, shortly. So go ahead and get to what you need from Yeti Coolers. Use the link provided for you in the podcast notes or the video notes as well. And then uh, Skull Candy, a lot of sales going on right now. If you need some earbuds, especially, they got these dime earbuds, $25, uh, well, $24.99, uh, but uh, will enhance your listening experience. So if you need some earbuds, headphones, speakers, whatever it is, get them from Skull Candy and use the link that's provided for you here. Um, we've got a big announcement. Dad, I haven't even told you about this yet. Uh, but it's gonna, we're gonna have this announcement on Thursday, our Thursday episode. Another big announcement coming. Uh, we already announced the fact that starting in September, uh, I'm gonna be doing a show each week called the Sports Stove Local Hour. Here's the backdrop for you there, uh, presented by IPM Pest and Termite, a local company here. Um, and we're gonna be talking all things Kentucky and Eastern Kentucky sports. I was granted media credentials for the EKU football games this year. So I'll be uh, at each of the home games at EKU. We'll be covering all things there for local sports fans when it comes to Kentucky, University of Kentucky, and Eastern Kentucky University sports uh, there. That'll start September 1st on Wednesdays. That'll come out podcast version. That will not be live. Uh, that'll be a podcast version that will be released on Wednesdays. Uh, but we have another announcement coming up on Thursday's episode 
that uh, we'll be announcing. Actually, we'll be officially announcing on Wednesday, uh, but uh, we will be announcing on this this show on uh, Thursday. So looking forward to that as well. All right, Dad, on Twitter, I put out the poll for this episode asking uh, who folks think will win the NFC East. And, of course, that's Dallas, Philly, the Giants, and Washington football team. It came down to this. The Cowboys won the poll. 54% uh, of the pollsters said the Cowboys would win. 23% said Washington football team. 19% Dad said the Philadelphia Eagles. And only 4% said the New York football giants. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Let's start off our NFL preview with the NFC East, and we're going to start off with how about them Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and uh, let's take a look at them, Dan. They had some key additions. Um, we're not going to list everybody, so if you're a fan and you're saying, why didn't you name this person, get off my back. Uh, they added two key defensive players, Keanu Neal and Malik Hooker are really going to bolster, I think, that defense. Uh, Dan Quinn, of course, comes over and is now the defensive coordinator. He's very familiar with Keanu Neal and plans to use him in unique ways uh, as linebacker slash safety. Uh, this team, if they are healthy, and I say that again, if they are healthy, could be the darlings of the season. Dak Prescott, Went down last year. His numbers were phenomenal before he went down. The team wasn't good. The defense was horrendous. But uh, Dak Prescott was good, and the offense was good as well. The upgraded defensive coordinator with Dan Quinn should make this team dangerous. Um, a lot of the Dallas Cowboys' fortunes fall on their offensive linemen. Now, most people would say it falls on the defense, but they made upgrades to the defense. So I'm going to turn it back around to the offensive line where – just a few years ago, people were saying this Dallas offensive line is the best in the league. Yep. Now it's got holes upon holes upon holes, and they can't protect, they can't run block, and things like that as well. Dad, I've got high hopes for Dallas this year. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys? Well, as you know, um, I'm, I'm definitely not a Cowboys fan, but we, we'll we wait and see. I think there's potential, especially if they've gotten better on the defense. I think, you know, this will be the second year for Coach McCarthy. Uh, it'll be interesting. I, I'm just not sure. You know, we know Coach McCarthy real well and, um, and his style, and I, I'm not sure he'll get the players to buy into that. If he does, uh, he's a good coach, and he's got some good assistants, and I think he can do um, well. Offensive line, like you said, is going to have to be there um also, I, I just don't know. Again, you've got a lot of high-paid superstars on this team. Can you can you get them buying into team concept? Um, sure, they all want to win, but they're going to make bukus of money whether they win or lose the top three guys. And uh, how's that going to work? We will see. I think Dallas is an interesting situation. Um if you're a player for, let me ask you, if you're a player for the Dallas Cowboys and you want to do well and get security, are you more interested in what the coach thinks about you or what the owner thinks about you? And that makes an interesting dynamic um, for the coach, and I think it makes it tough uh, to rally the team. Well, I think it's a little bit of both, though, because you you look at a player – 
They need the coach to put them in the best spot possible. So yep. you've got to earn favor with the coach so that you get the opportunities. Um, you earn favors with Jimmy Jones, Jimmy, yeah, not Jimmy Jones. Um, well, with the owner, uh, what's his name? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Thank you. I knew it started with the, a J. Jerry Jones. Um, and, and you might not get cut. Um, but you still need playing time. And I think this team, I think they like Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, the guys, the, the divas that you're talking about. I think they, they like Kellen Moore. I think they believe in him. He's the one calling the plays right now. Obviously, McCarthy has a say in the offense, but I think this this offense is not the problem. Now, running back is an issue, is it not in Dallas? Ezekiel Elliott has the name, has the contract, but he's not been living up to what he once was. Uh, he's playing like a guy who understands running backs get mistreated in this league, so he's going to take care of himself as much as possible. Not a whole lot of action coming from Ezekiel Elliott in the past couple of years. So that's going to be important too. And offensive line play does have a, a role in that, of course, if he's got space to run and things like that. But I think when you talk about guys buying in, guys being motivated for the team, I think that all comes down to Ezekiel Elliott because I think Dak Prescott's all in with the Cowboys and the receivers are all in on Dak Prescott. That's all they really need to be in on. And uh, now it comes down to will Ezekiel Elliott get on board and push this team to the next level because he's a big piece of the, the puzzle for Dallas. If the run game can be effective again, uh, then that's going to help them out uh, a lot for sure. It's an interesting division. Last year, the division was absolutely horrendous. Uh, this year, I think it's going to be a little bit better than it was last year, but I think Dallas is going to lead the way. Let's talk some fantasy players before we get into win totals uh, for Dallas. I break mine up into fantasy studs, fantasy sleepers. Um, and I'm not going to do any fantasy duds, uh, this time around fantasy studs. I've got Dak Prescott. I think he's going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback this year. If he is healthy, that again, that's all, it all comes back to that. Uh, but then I also got the receivers. Uh, I'll say CD lamb and Amari Cooper as top receivers as well. And, uh, an opportunity there. I've got a question mark around Ezekiel Elliott. He has the potential to be a fantasy stud, but he also has the potential to be a fantasy dud. And uh, I'm going to put my money on him being good again this season, but we will have to wait and see. Who's the fantasy guys you've got to keep an eye on for Dallas? Um, well, uh, it was those four of the main guys. I really like C.D. Lamb. I think he was a great addition, and I think they can use him uh, to really help a lot. Again, I think if Amari Cooper can be motivated, he's a great player. I think it's just what you were talking about with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not quite as I'm not sure about Dak Prescott. Um, I, he can be one of the best quarterbacks. I, you know, to me, he hasn't showed that yet. Because, um, like you said, they're going to need him. I think to be in leadership and him to take the team there. And uh, I could be wrong. I think if they get in the NFC Championship game, then Dak Prescott. He's an elite quarterback, and I think he's there. If they don't, he's still got to get over that hump about, you know, leading them into the playoffs and leading them a long way because they need him to be a leader. He can throw the ball. He can play quarterback. Uh, can he lead the team? And I think there's some things with that with Dallas. Uh, the other guy on Dallas, you know, we don't highly value kickers, but they have one of the better kickers 
as far as fantasy too. When you're making your last pick and picking a kicker, uh, Dallas got a guy. I, I want to come back to that thought on Dak Prescott because I, I disagree with you on the fact that I think Prescott is is a top. I'm trying to think through my quarterbacks real quick. He's definitely a top ten quarterback in the league. I thinking top eight. I'm trying to count through them in my head because I didn't plan on having this conversation. But um, you talked about leadership being the thing you're waiting to see. Is that it when it comes to your questioning whether or not he can be an elite quarterback? Um, I think, like I said, I think so. I think it's leading the team and getting them to a championship. You know, the Dallas Cowboys, and again, the owner is not going to put up with anything less than that. Um, they haven't even been in the playoffs a lot. And now I think, I think they're going to have to make a run pretty quick and at least, you know, get into the, the championship game or be a real contender. Um, and honestly, I'm not convinced they'll win the division. So um, we, we will see. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. We're going to come back to that thought in just a second about the division winners. Um, I mean, listen, I get being pessimistic about the Cowboys, but I look at this division. I look at the talent on the Cowboys team right now. There's no excuse for them to not win the division. Just no excuse whatsoever. There are other talented players in the division. There's not as complete of a team. This defense that's been put together this year, adding Keanu Neal, adding uh, Hooker, adding Micah Parsons in the draft, this is a team that has been put together to win right now. Now, can they beat the best team in the NFC West? Can they beat Tampa? Can they beat Green Bay? That's going to be yet to be seen. But if they don't win the East, that's a disaster season for Dallas. Kevin Wilson asked, uh, is Zeke a top six pick? Uh, I would say no. I would not pick Ezekiel Elliott in top six of fantasy drafts uh, this year. Dad, your thoughts? Ezekiel Elliott top six in the in a fantasy draft? No, no, because I think you're taking a little bit of a chance. Now, if you end up waiting on quarterbacks, he may be the first guy you take because of who's already gone. Because the quarterback thing's a little tricky now in fantasy football with uh, running backs being the main thing you go for in the outstanding wide receivers. Uh, but, no, I don't think he's the top six. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, fantasy sleepers. I've got two names for you. The first one, I'm not sure that he's a sleeper or not, but Gallup, the wide receiver, the third wide receiver with C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. I'm not sure that you can call Gallup a sleeper or not, um, but I think he's gonna. you can get him uh, for better value maybe than you can get some other guys. So I'll mention him. Uh, the other one's tight end Dalton Schultz. Now, he's not even listed as the starter right now. So he's not a guy that you're going to draft, but he's a guy you're going to watch and see if he can take the job as a starting tight end of the Dallas Cowboys. And he's a guy that I believe, is he last year after the starter went down, uh, Jar- uh, Jarwin, I believe is his name, uh, went down with the injury. Schultz came in and played well, and he's a little bit more of a natural, I think, at least, tight end uh, of current modern-day tight end. So uh, Schultz is a guy that I say to keep an eye on as a sleeper. No rookies to really watch uh, offensively for Dallas this year as far as fantasy stuff goes. Their win total is set at nine and a half, and Dad, I'm confidently going over on nine and a half. I think they're around that 12 win mark this season, looking through their schedule, who they're playing, um, who they match up against, and things like that, and what I think is a very weak division as well. Um, there's going to be some tough division games 
But at the end of the day, I just think Dallas is more talented. Nine and a half wins for Dallas. Would you go over or under that number? Um, I'd go under. I think nine and eight is probably where they'll be. And that, that could that could win the division. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team team ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Wow. All right. All right. Let's talk about it then. Let's go on to the next team. We'll get to whoever you think the winner is in just a minute. Um, I'm guessing it's not the next team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Philadelphia coming in some interesting changes this year. Their key additions is really their draft picks, and that's yet to be seen if they're going to be key or not. They also bring in the veteran Ryan Kerrigan on defense. They bring in some other people along the way. Of course, they're changing quarterbacks, going with Jalen Hurts this season. Uh, what am I missing with Philadelphia? Everybody is saying Jalen Hurts is going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Uh, 19% of our pollsters said that they might win the division. Uh, my goodness, how in the world is Philadelphia going to win the division with the current roster they have? If they trade for Deshaun Watson, then there's a little bit more likely of a chance. But I could not believe that Philadelphia was not last place in the polls. Um, they're going to be a bad team, just plain and simple, a bad team. They could be bottom three in the league this year. The rookies have to play out of their mind, and Jalen Hurts has to be a better passer. Now, listen, I love Jalen Hurts. I was a huge Jalen Hurts fan guy coming coming into the draft and things like that. But this team is not good. They've not put people around Jalen Hurts to make him successful here. And with them being so active in the Deshaun Watson trade, it proves they don't trust Jalen Hurts to be their quarterback either. They are tanking this season. They're going to do it by putting interesting players on the field. They've got a big question mark at tight end. Zach Ertz is still on the roster, yet he doesn't want to be there, and they don't want him to be there. They just haven't moved him yet uh, there either. Um, Philadelphia, am I missing something? Are they going to be better than I'm thinking? Um, I, I mean, I was shocked too when you said they were people in the polls said they could win the division. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think so. Now, we don't know much about their new coach, so I don't think we're very positive about that. Who knows? I guess he comes in and gets everyone excited. Uh, I will be interesting to see where they get Deshaun Watson or not. Uh, Hurt, I think, you know, you just don't know. He could end up being a really good quarterback. They could put him in a system because he can run and he can throw and and he can do a lot of things. But yeah, do they have enough tools around him? Um, now again, they're they're not in the strongest division, um, but outside of that, no, I, I just don't see Philadelphia this year. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they do. 
Um, you're right. They could be in the bottom three, but they could be right about in the middle, too. They could surprise. But I think surprising people get you in the middle of the pack, um, surely not winning the division. So I compared Jalen Hurts to Tim Tebow in the sense of saying he's a winner, um, he's talented, but it's just not going to work out, I don't think, at least not where it's set up is. You say put him in the right system, but you can't put him in the Lamar Jackson system because he's not as gifted of, a, of an athlete as a runner as Lamar Jackson is. You can't put him in the Deshaun Watson system because he's not as good of a passer as Deshaun Watson. So he's kind of in this weird spot in the middle where I think he has great leadership ability. At the end of the day, his future might be a position change in the NFL. He's he's a guy I'd love to have in my locker room. He's just not the guy I want as QB1 on my team if I'm trying to compete uh, at all. You talk about a weak division. I've talked about it as well. But you look at Washington. We'll get to them in a minute. Their defense is incredibly strong. Uh, you look at Dallas. Their defense is improving, and their offense is is very good. Then you look at the Giants. They're the question mark, and we'll get to them in a minute as well. But I just don't see how the Eagles compete in this division this year or in the league this year either. Fantasy football guys to watch, though. There are three guys that I've got. Miles Sanders at running back. He's going to be, I think, in that second tier of running backs. He's not going to be in that top tier of fantasy running backs, but uh, the second tier there. And depending on what system they run, that that could help Miles Sanders out a little bit. If they do more of the the read option kind of stuff, Maybe that helps him more, getting more touches, but also defenses have to watch out for Jalen Hurts running as well. I think Devontae Smith, the rookie, I mean, who else do they have? Jalen Rager, of course, is there. He was pet drafted last year, but he's not yet to prove anything uh, for for himself yet. He might. We'll talk about him in a minute. And then Dallas Goddard, the tight end, he's going to be the starting tight end. Again, Zach Ertz probably getting traded before week one of the NFL season. But, uh, you know, right now, I think you, I'm big on young quarterbacks and tight ends. If you got a young quarterback, that's the tight end you want because they're going to be checking down. They're going to be throwing to the guys that are closer to the line of scrimmage. And typically your tight ends are going to be there. So Dallas Goddard is a guy, uh, worth drafting in your fantasy drafts. Um, I've got Jalen Rager dad as a fantasy sleeper. Uh, there's not a lot of hype about him right now because he did not have a good rookie season. There were some questions even coming into training camp if he was even in shape this year. Um, but he's a guy that should have the talent. So if all the focus is going to be on Devontae Smith, the rookie, Rager might find an opportunity there uh, to be open. Yeah, your thoughts fantasy-wise with the Eagles? Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I liked Rager coming in last year. He He definitely underachieved. So I think he's a guy that could. But, again, you know, the Philadelphia's got the question about, you know, quarterback and uh, what system they're going to run. Um, I, I think Devonta Smith could be really good. Um, but, again, are they going to be in a situation as their offensive line? Can they, you know, can they get into a big passing game? Um, Miles Sanders, and like you said, the tight end. Um, Philadelphia's had good tight ends, and I think that's probably um, maybe the best pick from an being to be an eagle. Yeah, and he's the rookie guy that I've got. Devontae Smith is uh, the rookie guy that I have to watch out for for Philadelphia as well. Their win total is at seven this year. And again, I'm sitting there going, what am I missing? <laughs> How does Philadelphia get to seven wins this season? Um, I, I think it'll be more like five or six um, there. I don't know if they'll be right down in the bottom two or three wins. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but they'll get to seven. 
uh, it would take doing well in the division. Um, yeah. In order to make that happen. But um, so, and again, you know, division games, it, throw everything out the window. That's always tough. And that division there has so much rivalry to it. Everyone gets up for a division game. Yeah, I guess. I, <laughs> I'm i sitting here looking at it, though, and I go uh, three wins for Philadelphia. Now, that's not where I'm putting my money. I don't bet. But uh, I would just go under the seven. But nonetheless, I just cannot see how in the world they get to that many wins. Just would blow my mind if they were able to do that. I'm looking right now, different places. Jalen Hurts is number the 11th quarterback. Now they've got them above guys like Matt Stafford, Burrow, Ryan, uh, Baker Mayfield. Those kind. I just man, I just can't see it. I'm missing something. I'm either uh, really, really right in this situation, or I'm dead wrong. But my goodness, Philadelphia is not going to be good this year. Um, painful year for Philly fans, in my opinion. Next up, let's talk about the Giants, the New York Football Giants. Um, they added Kenny Galladay, the wide receiver, Kyle Rudolph as a backup tight end, uh, Dory Jackson, cornerback. And I really like their linebacker draft pick, Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. I think is going to be a great addition on defense for the Giants. A lot of question marks surrounding the Giants right now. Joe Judge had an interesting practice the other day where he basically treated them like high school kids or uh, like the, the coach in the uh, USA hockey team, uh, running them wild till they're puking and all that kind of good stuff. Um, if healthy, I think Daniel Jones has the weapons he needs this year. Saquon Barkley, if he's back and fully healthy, will obviously add a lot. The offensive line has been improved in New York this offseason, so that should help them as well get things going Um you know, going into the season and looking from the outside, looking in, New York's the team that I kind of look at as the the team that can really challenge Dallas um, if they stay healthy. They've added the right pieces this year, and I think the Giants are a legit team to watch out for in the NFC East. Your thoughts on the Giants? Um, I mean, I thought going into it that would be true, but as you read, and again, um, I think that thing in training camp might have been a telltale sign. I mean, I don't know much about their coach, um, but again, I mean, that was not a good situation. So are they going to come together? Does he have control of the situation? Um, again, they're in a division where they could do really well, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know from that standpoint. It, it looks like they could be in trouble. I would think they'd be ahead of Philadelphia, but it depends. Now, and you got Barkley coming back. He can make all the difference in the world. If he's healthy, and they can block for him, and they run the schemes with him. Um, you know, they can stay in. If they can stay in the game, they can run the ball, no doubt about it. So it'll be. I think their quarterback's got potential. He has to continue to get better, but I think there's potential for that. Yeah, and adding Kenny Galladay to the offense is going to help Daniel Jones out a lot. And obviously, they got to keep him up on his feet, but uh, he fumbles the ball way too much. But that's because he's getting hit. So throw the football. Get someone to throw him to as well. I'm, I am worried about the Giants. My prediction I'll get to in a minute. I'm worried you had the clapper, Jason Garrett, in his press conference the other day. Someone said, thanks, Jason. And he said, uh, they call me, they call us coach around here. So he demands that the press calls him coach. That worries me. Looks like the egos are a little bit big in New York. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. Fantasy studs for the Giants. I've got three of them. Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, and Evan Ingram. 
Uh, Ingram has trouble catching the football. He drops too many passes, but he has the talent. He's got the skill set. If he can just hold on to the football, he could put up a lot of points for the Giants uh, and for fantasy owners as well. Your thoughts on fantasy players coming out of New York this year? Uh, yeah, that was the guy, the three main guys. Again, when you talk about a young quarterback, the tight end can be important. So I think the tight end position will be. And I think uh, fantasy-wise, again, he, he isn't in the top three, but I think he's a guy to look at if you're on the second tight end or if you wait to pick one up later on. Um, you know, he, he's been – he didn't have a great year last year, like you said, but he, he's a, been a tight end that's always been on the radar in fantasy football. Yeah, my fantasy sleepers quarterback Daniel Jones. He's ranked usually in the twenties uh, for this year. I think he's going to have a very, very, very good season. I think he'll be a top fifteen guy this year. And excuse me, in fantasy football. So um, that's my sleeper. They've got one rookie to watch for Kadarius Tony, uh, the wide receiver drafted. I did not like the draft pick, but again, it's about opportunity when it comes to fantasy points. And I think Kadarius Tony has a chance to, to be included in the offense and uh, will we'll be able to produce some points as a rookie this year. The win total for the Giants is seven. Um, I've got them going over, but I admit I'm more worried today than I was two days ago on the Giants. Uh, seven wins is the win total. You go over or under on that one. Um, I think it's, it's about right there. I think seven is about the way to go on it. I'm not sure. I would have said, you know, a few weeks ago, you know, over the Giants may even win the division, but it just doesn't look that way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm worried now, but I'm going to stick with it. We'll go with the over on that one. Washington football team announcing a new name next season. Their key additions, quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, wide receiver Curtis Samuel, and cornerback William Jackson. Of course, they had some good draft picks as well. Uh, Fitz magic at it again. Can Ryan Fitzpatrick be the difference maker in Washington? Does Taylor Heineke get a chance later on in the season to play? Uh, what about scary Terry McLaurin? I love Terry McLaurin. We'll talk about him more in just a moment. Uh, they really need the offensive line to step up and help out this season. The defense is loaded in Washington, a phenomenal defense. That's going to keep them in every single game. So, as long as Fitzpatrick can play above average play, or again, I kind of see this Taylor Heineke getting an opportunity, possibly halfway or later in the season to play as well. If they cannot turn the football over, that's going to help them a lot. I'm guessing you think Washington is a team that has a legit chance to win the NFC East. Yes. Yeah, that would be the team that I would pick there. And again, I think that the one I think is coaching. I, I think Rivera, you know, is really good. And I think he's a guy that can keep them going. It was surprising that they won the division last year. Their defense, like you said, is really good. And mm-hmm. if defense can shut people down, especially when you look in the division or any of those teams, you know, maybe Dallas. But if Dallas got question on the offensive line, you don't want to play the you don't want to play the Washington football team. Um, you know, they they can come at you from every different direction. So I, I think that is the big thing. Quarterback is obviously a question, but again, I'm not sure where their offensive line is. If they have a good offensive line, they've got a good running back. Um, they've got, you know, wide receiver and catch a ball. They've got a good tight end. Um, I, I don't see why they at least can't contend for the division. And that's, that's who I would pick. 
The reason why they cannot contend for the division is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's an eight-win quarterback. That's that's his ceiling. That's where he is. He's no more than that. That's why he is what he is. He's the bridge quarterback, the guy that can come in and keep you in games. But ultimately, you need a real quarterback to come in and win the extra games that get you where you need to be. I, again, think Taylor Haneke gets some playing time this season. But it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick to start with, and I think that that puts a ceiling on this team, even though they've got a great defense and good surrounding players as well. Uh, fantasy studs to watch out for. I've already said it. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he's one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. He's so talented. They will be throwing the ball, uh, and they're not going to just stick to the ground. So he's going to get opportunities. Curtis Samuel on the other side is going to help spread the defense out a little bit as well. They bring in some rookies too. So there's, there's potential there in Washington for Terry McLaurin. And then Antonio Gibson, he was the surprise running back last year in fantasy football. He's a guy that obviously you want to have again. And they're going to need him to be special again this year. And he provides in the pass game and in the run game as well. So a lot of opportunities there um, with Antonio Gibson. And then I've got a fantasy sleeper, Dad. You said they got a good tight end. I've got the tight end as a sleeper, Logan Thomas, former quarterback turned tight end. He's the guy I've got to, to watch for as a sleeper in Washington. I'm not I'm not on the Fitzmagic train. I don't think Fitzpatrick's going to be a great fantasy quarterback. He might be a serviceable fantasy quarterback but I don't think he's going to be a great fantasy quarterback. I don't think they're going to be playing from far behind, which makes it harder for him to be a value as a quarterback for a team that's, that may not have to throw the ball um, like some of the teams that will get, get behind early and have to throw the ball the rest of the game. Your fantasy players for Washington to keep an eye on. Um, like I said, it was the ones you talked about, the wide receiver, I think the tight end, Gibson the running back, and to me – the best fantasy thing probably in Washington is the defense. Um, yeah. Again, you know, um, yeah. A, good, a good defense really helps you, and they're a defense that can get a lot of sacks and generate um, a lot of fantasy points. You know, you don't pick a defense real early, and we don't, that's for sure. But yeah. um, I, I, I think when you look at the Washington football team, um, that's by far a strength, and along with McLaren. Good point. Uh, the win total for Washington is eight. I know you've got them going over. I've got them going under. I think it's eight's a close number for them, uh, and a decent number for them. Like I said, that's Fitzpatrick's ceiling is eight wins. So, uh, I've got them at seven wins, but, uh, that's a good, good number for them. So I've got Dallas, then the Giants, then the football team, and then the Eagles in the division. Uh, how do you see the division breaking down at the end of the season? Well, I've got Washington and and then Dallas, and then the Giants, and then Philadelphia. All right, so that's Dad. He's got the, uh, again, Washington, Dallas, New York, and then Philadelphia. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Before we get to the AFC, I want to, AFC East, excuse me, I want to again remind you about our sponsors, Skull Candy and Yeti Coolers. Skull Candy. 
providing the best listening experience you can possibly have to listen to the Sports Stove Podcast. Use the link provided for you in the video description or in the podcast notes for Skull Candy. I'm telling you, these D- these dime earbuds are true wireless, um, awesome earbuds, $25. You can get them on Skull Candy, providing great sound quality and everything there for you. Yeti coolers, you know them, you've heard of them. Top quality products available for you. Again, use the link on the video description or the podcast notes uh, to go to Yeti Coolers and find yourself a new cooler. Uh, this travel wear looks great. Uh, he's got these travel bags and things like that in there. And so make sure you go visit those links uh, for, uh, for you there. All right, let's get into the AFC East, Dad. We're going to start off uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Key additions for the Buffalo Bills this season Mitchell Trubisky, uh, you can laugh if you want, but I think that's key to have a, a backup quarterback with experience. Uh, Matt Breida, the, the running back, they got offensive lineman Forrest Lamp. Then the draft, they drafted defensive end Gregory Russo. They bring in Emmanuel Sanders to add to the wide receiver depth as well. Some good additions for Buffalo this season. They've got a loaded offense. We've been talking about some loaded defenses there with Washington, but they've got a loaded offense. They actually also have a loaded defense too. They have a very complete football team the question I have for them is who's going to carry the ball uh, for them at running back they've got Singletary they've got Moss they've got Breda they've got Taiwan Jones Um, they've got a deep running back room but somebody has to carry the load someone has to be the guy in Buffalo to set them apart as well I'm, I'm a huge Josh Allen fan I think Buffalo has got a good coaching staff they've got a great fan base and they're a legit contender in the AFC as well um, dad, Buffalo, I mean, the best team they've had since the Jim Kelly Super Bowl days, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. And I think they're coming back. Um, you know, they did so well last year and I think they've only, they're only going to get stronger. I think they're only going to play better. Like I said, they've made some, some pickups that'll probably help them. But, um, you know, last year they had some young players or people that surprised. And, um, I, I think they will be a very much of a contender. Uh, in the AFC, there's no reason why why it shouldn't be. Yeah, I agree. I think you know the see Josh Allen improve from the year previous to last year. He was so much better, much more accurate, much more confident. And Stephon Diggs had a big reason to do with that uh, as well. The offense continues to improve. Solid offensive line, and then the defense there to support the offense. It all works together, um, and it all comes out well. Fantasy players for Buffalo. I've got two main guys, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. There are other guys that are going to contribute, but those are the two guys that really stand out to me. Do you have someone else other than Allen and Stephon Diggs? Uh, that's the two main guys. Again, I think their defense, when you look at picking a defense, um, you know, it's going to be in the top echelon to look at too. Not where Washington is, but um, um, you're going to have a good defense. So I think that's, a, that's something to keep on your list on the defenses of Buffalo. Fantasy sleeper, I've got second-year running back Zach Moss. Singletary is the starter. He's going to get the probably the majority early on. I think Moss is going to step up and improve this season and eventually get more carries than Singletary. He's not going to be a, a, a number one running back, but if he could be a guy that could flex and later in the season start becoming more of a top-tier running back uh, there as well. Win totals for the Buffalo Bills is at 10 and a half. I've got them going over 10 and a half. Um, I think they're going to have a phenomenal season. I think they're going to get off to a very fast start. They've got some tough games, um, so they're not going to win them all, of course. But 13 wins 
would be a, uh, an amazing season for Buffalo. Dad, 10 and a half is the win total. You go over or under 10 and a half? Well, I'm, I'm over. I think definitely it'll be over, and I think it should be 12 or better um, there. I mean, they, they, they've got everything set, ready to go. So unless they really underachieve, they, they should be over 10 and a half. All right, let's move on to the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. All right, uh, they had an amazing draft, I think. Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips, Liam Eichenberger, uh, Eichenberg, uh, big, big additions through the draft. They also bring in over in a, in a trade, ben, Benardic uh, McKinney. They bring in Malcolm Brown at running back, Jacoby Brissett as the backup quarterback to Tua, and maybe we'll see some Jacoby Brissett this year if Tua flops. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the... Miami Dolphins, they upgraded their weak positions. They really filled out their depth nicely here in the offseason. Very solid depth, but it really all comes down to Tua. This team has a great coaching staff. They've won games that they weren't supposed to win. Last year, it was between Fitzpatrick and Tua. Tua would come in and start the game. Fitzpatrick would close the game. That's not what you want from an NFL team. And it all comes down to the quarterback position. Can Tua Tungavailoa be the quarterback he was drafted to be in Miami. If he is, then they're pushing Buffalo for the division. If he is, then they've surpassed New England in the division. But if he's not, then they're drafting in the top 10 again next year, looking for a new quarterback. Uh, Dad, Tua Tungavailoa, I am not a believer. I believe he is going to be a, uh, I don't know if failure is the right word, but I think a disappointment again this year. I'm There's not a lot of people on that island with me. Your thoughts on Tua and the chances that he has to take Miami to the next level? Um, yeah, I, I don't agree with you on that at all. Looking at the way he played in college, looking at his ability. Uh, last year, you know, he was a rookie, and, um, you know, they brought him along, and, you know, he struggled, but he knows he's the guy this year. And, I, I mean, you look at the ability that he has, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't do well be the starter all year. We be an elite quarterback this year, no. But I, I think, I think, I think Tua will be a, a a quarterback in the NFL and a star quarterback. Um, and you know, again, it'll depend on how a little bit how they use him. But they've added some tools, like you said. They've added some. They brought in some pieces, and uh, I think they have things set up to where he should be successful. Well, Dad, we'll see who's right on that one as the season goes on. Fantasy players, I, I have a question mark here. I said A wide receiver. I don't know which one to pick in Miami. Devontae Parker has flashes. Will Fuller has flashes. Jalen Waddles, an exciting uh, rookie who has some experience with Tua as his quarterback. I don't know who the guy is to watch in Miami when it comes to a fantasy player that's just a stud that you know is going to give it to you. I don't know that there is one in Miami this year. Any thoughts on fantasy players in Miami? Well, with the wide receiver, I think you're right. They're, it's going to be thrown around to all three of them. So I, they don't. Miami doesn't have a guy that you're going to pick real early and say, well, you know, he's going to be the top receiver every game, at least not for a few weeks until we see where it goes. I really like Fuller. I've always liked Fuller, so I think he'll do really well. Waddle has great be interesting to see how he does um running back you know with gaskin be interesting uh there he i think he by far is their best running back um their defense is good um you know it's somebody you'll look at there um and again you know we don't like to talk about kickers but they've got one of the better kickers 
<laughs> yeah, come to come to the sports stove to get your breakdown on fantasy defenses and kickers uh, for this great episode. Will Fuller has a suspension. I don't remember how long that suspension lasts, uh, so he'll miss some games. Fantasy sleeper for Miami. I've got Lynn Bowden. Being here in Lexington, we saw what Lynn Bowden could do in the college football level. He's a wide receiver slash running back. He's a gadget kind of player down there in Miami. They they gave him a few opportunities last year, but now an opportunity to really put him into the system where he fits best. If Miami will be willing to to make a system work around the player skills that they have, they have potential to be really good. But they're going to have to to play a system that Tua can play. They're going to have to find ways to get guys involved. So Lynn Bowden's a sleeper pick uh, there for Miami. Rookie fantasy value really just comes down to Jalen Waddle and uh, what he can do this year. I think he has potential to be the best wide receiver in Miami. The question is, uh, you know, how much opportunity is he going to get there? The win total for Miami set at nine. Dad, I'm going under that nine this year because I don't believe in Tua. Uh, what about you for win total for Miami? Uh, I think it should be right at nine, be eight or nine, so it might be under just a little bit. Um, but I, you know, I, I think I think two is going to do fine. Again, I haven't looked looked seriously at their schedule, so I'm not sure, um, you know, what that has to be. But um, I, I think Miami is going to continue to improve. All right, uh, let's look at the New York Jets. New York Jets, uh, they bring in. Corey Davis, Gerard Davis at linebacker. Corey Davis is the receiver. Carl Lawson at defensive end. Tevin Coleman at running back. And, of course, they selected the number two overall pick, Zach Wilson, to be their quarterback. Uh, the Jets are kind of like a sleeper team. I don't think they're going to win the division or anything like that. But I think they're going to be better than a lot of people have them as. They've got a really, really good offensive line. They've actually went out and invested in that offensive line, which they never did for Sam Darnold but they did it for Zach Wilson, so that should help them. The defense really could be special. Some phenomenal players on defense. A rookie quarterback, I'm not sure that the weapons are in place, though, for Zach Wilson. I hear Jets fans talk about Corey Davis, like he's going to be a great number one receiver, but I just don't see that happening. And Denzel Mims, uh, a guy that they drafted uh, last year, he's looking like he's having a hard time getting on the field. He's having all kinds of drops in practice. Things are not looking good for him. They did bring in Elijah Moore in the draft. They've got decent running back depth as well. Um, for me, the Jets are just a really big question mark. And I think that the future is bright in New York. I'm just not sure that the present is, is incredibly bright this year as all. Well. What would be a successful season for the Jets this year? Um, I, I think they're going to have a rough start, but I do think they'll play better. They'll come together again. They got a new coaching staff. I think their head coach will keep the spirits up. And I think before the year's over, you know, you'll say, "Wow, the Jets are getting better." But they could have a rough start. You know, Wilson. I don't know um, if he's got a good offensive line. Um, they're going to have a good scheme. We know that with the coach and with the offensive coordinator. Um, you know, they've got a rookie running back. Is he going to, you know, come in and do real well? I know you were real high on him uh, in the draft. He has a lot of potential. Um, I looked at it, you know, Elijah Moore, he's the kind of guy that, you know, LaFleur, you know, can do things with him. He's mm -hmm. quick, he's fast. So it depends how quick they can get the system in um, there. I, I don't think, you know, it'll be a, a great season as far as playoffs. But I do think they, um, 
I think they'll get better as the season goes along. And I think Jet fans will, will be able to look, you know, toward next year in the future and say it's headed in the right direction. I think the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots are relatively close together talent-wise and what they're going to produce this year. I think they're going to beat each other up, split in series and things like that uh, with each other. Fantasy studs for the Giant, uh, the Jets this year. I've got Tevin Coleman, the running back. Uh, I think he's going to come and produce with that offensive line that's there. Um, I think as far as if you're looking at a lock, the guy that's going to get points for you, I think Tevin Coleman's the guy. I'm not big on the receivers um, as far as being studs. I'm definitely not big on Corey Davis uh, either. My sleeper for the Jets is Jamison Crowder, uh, the number two or three wide receiver, however you look at it uh, there. And then the rookies, you mentioned Michael Carter, the, the running back out of North Carolina, Elijah Moore, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. They're not going to be – I don't see them as being studs this year, but I see them as being rookies who are going to produce and get you some fantasy value as well. Fantasy players for the New York Jets. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Again, I, I think Corey Davis, I feel a little better about him than you do. Um, but you Why? Know, I think he'll be the starting wide receiver, um, the main guy. But, again, depends on how the quarterback does, whether he's going to get you a lot of points. Um, I don't know if anybody in the Jets is necessarily going to get you a lot of points to start out with, so I don't think you're going to pick any Jets early. I am interested to see about Elijah Moore and how they use him and Carter at the running back and see how quickly he may develop. Why Why do you think Corey Davis is going to produce, produce for the Jets? I mean, you know, he had some good years at, at Tennessee. I mean, I know we're not Titan fans, but um, I think Corey Davis – I. I, I think he has the potential to by far be their best wide receiver, um, but we'll see. I mean, I see Corey Davis as a number two receiver in the NFL. I think on this team, the defenses are going to be able to cover him with their best player, and I don't think Corey Davis beats the best cornerback on the other team. That's why I really think he's going to struggle this year as far as producing a, a wide receiver one kind of talent there. I'm not saying he's going to be a complete bust and be horrible. He's just not going to be up there in the top. Either win total for the Jets is six. I have them going over six wins. I've got them at seven, but uh, so not not way over. But uh, your thoughts on the win total at six for the Jets? I think six is about right. I think that'd be a good season again, unless they get off to a better start. But I think they're going to struggle early. And again, it depends how they do in the division. If they can play with um, New England and Miami, then their win total can be better. All right, let's move on to the last team in the AFC East, the New England Patriots. Uh, they bring in Trent Brown, Hunter Henry, Janu Smith, Maz Judon. They bulk up the defense. They improve areas of the offense. They had a really, really good draft. They got a quarterback of the future. They bring in some solid defenders and uh, Barmore from Alabama, Perkins from Oklahoma. They've got, a, I think, a top defense going into this season in New England, uh, a serviceable offense. That's the question mark with New England. Cam Newton, he's going to start the season at quarterback. I think he plays the whole season as the starting quarterback in New England. I think he's better than last year. Um, uh, but what about wide receiver? New England's just, for whatever reason, they decided to kind of um, – I don't know, settle at wide receiver, I guess. They bring in Nelson Aguilar, but, I mean, seriously, as your number one receiver? I'm confused by that aspect. Now, they bring in Hunter Smith, who just got hurt. 
They said he should be ready for week one. And Jonu Smith at the tight end position. So they're going to play a lot of two tight end sets. Um, and they've got running backs that can come out of the backfield and do stuff as well. I'm just lost on why they didn't get better at wide receiver uh, this year. Um, Dad, New England, um, you know, they showed last year Tom Brady was a big part of their success with the current roster they had set up. But now they bulk up on defense. They bring in a lot of, of free agents on defense. They draft top, top-tier top defensive players. What's New England going to look like this year? Um, like I said, I think the key will be, you know, their, their defense should be better. So that should keep them in games. But I don't think New England's headed up. I think they're headed the other direction. Um, I, you know, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with quarterback. Um, I think, you know, it'll start out with Cam Newton, um, depending on how well he does and how well the team does. And it depends on how Jones, you know, does in the preseason and how ready they are. But I think they could pull the trigger on him. I don't think this team is one that's like said, Cam Newton doesn't have the wide receivers here. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not big on new England. I think they could be headed in the other direction. They really helped herself a tight end, um, from there and made some interesting pickups and did really help herself on defense. Um, but I don't think new England's challenging for the division. Bill Belichick has a great record against uh, quarterbacks in their first two seasons in the NFL. This year, he's going to play four games against Zach Wilson and Tua Tungavailoa. He's going to play against Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm looking through real quick to see he's going to play against um, whoever the Houston Texans quarterback is. <laughs> They're going to play against Houston. Um, he's going to play against uh, the Chargers. He's in his second year, Justin Herbert. Um, sorry, I'm looking. I should have looked this up earlier. And um, the Jaguars. So he's playing about uh, six games, uh, seven, seven, eight games against quarterbacks that he usually has a great record against those young quarterbacks. So that's going to be something to watch for as well. When it comes to the fantasy players, I think the fantasy studs, you got to start with the tight ends, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. I think they're going to be very active in the past game. I like Damian Harris, the running back. I think he's the one out of the running backs on the, the Patriots to get. And then you mentioned teams throughout this, this podcast already. Let me throw one in there. The defense. I think this New England defense is going to be very, very good and playing against young quarterbacks this season. There's a lot of value there as well. Dad, give me your thoughts on fantasy players for New England. Yeah, I think the highlights of New England, like I said, are the two tight ends. Um, and the defense. That's the three things I had down there. Interesting with the tight ends, too, today, as I was looking at stuff some, uh, John U. Smith's a little higher ranked in, in most polls that I saw. Well, Hunter Henry's always had a problem with staying healthy, as good as he's been. Um, I'm not sure that he's ever played a full season. So that's probably part of the reason uh, why Jonu Smith has fit in the, the, the Bill Belichick offensive scheme before as well. So I think it makes sense to expect expect a lot out of him. I think both of them, though, are going to be pretty talented when it comes to fantasy reasons. Fantasy sleepers, um, I wrote down Mac Jones, and he's not one you should draft, but that's one you obviously got to keep an eye on because if they decide to pull the plug on Cam Newton, then Jones is going to get some opportunities. I also have a fantasy sleeper, Sony Michelle. Now, most people will go, what are you talking about? You don't have a clue what you're talking about. But this is the kind of thing that Bill Belichick does. You've got a player that has been less than productive 
uh, and all of a sudden he has a breakout year. I think Sony Michelle has a great chance to do that this season. Rookie fantasy value, there's not a whole lot going for the Patriots rookies on offense. Of course, Mac Jones is a guy you got to watch because if he gets in there, he's going to get some points for you as well. The New England Patriots win total, Dad, is at nine games. Would you go over or under nine games for New England this year? I'd go under. All right. I'm going under also. I've got them at eight wins, so it's right there in that similar number. But I've got the breakdown going Buffalo, uh, New England, and then I've got Dolphins and the Jets tied uh, for last place as well. How do you have the breakdown in the AFC East? I have Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the Jets. All right. So there you go. That's the AFC and the NFC North from the Sports Stove. Next episode is going to be Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, we are covering the North Divisions, the AFC and the NFC North Division. Go to Twitter at Sports Stove. We'll be posting a Twitter poll tomorrow to help us lead up to uh, the NFC North, uh, fun, uh, the NFC and AFC North. Some fun divisions, Dad. Cincinnati and Cleveland in the, in the AFC North. Baltimore there, of course, as well. Pittsburgh, I'll bash on them a number of times in the next episode. And the NFC North, you've got the Green Bay Packers, who, of course, we both cheer for. Detroit with a brand new quarterback and coach. Guard your kneecaps. Wear some knee pads. Uh, Chicago with a rookie quarterback and Andy Dalton fighting it out. And then, of course, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, who we'll discuss and probably bash a fair amount in the next episode as well. All right, Dad, any thoughts before we close out the episode? Uh, no, I'm glad we're talking about football. Like you said, I'd be interested to see how these predictions come out. Um, a little bit ago, I looked, pulled up the schedule, and I am still scratching my head on where those Dallas wins are going to come from. But, uh, <laughs> I just don't know about that. Well, Dad, that's why you have me, to, to, to give you the, the heads up on it and know what's coming. Uh, next week, or excuse me, not next week, next episode, Thursday, we've got another big announcement in regards to the show. Looking forward to sharing that with you as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.